I say we'll come to the US press corps. I'm actually going to begin with the Independent, which fancies itself a multinational press organization. Um, but it isn't. It's started in the United Kingdom. It used to be a newspaper, and it's now just become a uh, sort of slate for people who are less intelligent. Um, we begin uh, with the Independent, however, and it sees fit to give us... Um, oh, God. How do I get rid of this? It sees fit to give us... In the entertainment industry, their reaction to what is called a devastating verdict, because we've already had a president who doesn't know what he's talking about commenting on this trial, and we've already had numerous senators and politicians saying things they shouldn't be saying. Oh my god, this is another reason to hate the independent. Because it's very, very poor. Right, that should be paused. It's very poor, it needs the money. Carl Rittenhouse has been found not guilty in all charges, etc. Um, where have we got some uh, celebrity reactions here? So, much reaction across social media from the entertainment world. This is what The Independent does. Believe it or not, The Independent used to be a really sort of good outlet. It did hard-hitting journalism. It did long analysis pieces. It did the stuff that more sort of tabloid press wouldn't touch. It did good investigative pieces. It used to be pretty good back in the day, and that day was a really long time ago. Now, this is the kind of thing you get from The Independent. Just scrolling through Twitter and finding people who have no connection to the case and who are only known because they are, you know, vaguely famous, or once were, um, to comment on things about which they are patently, obviously, ill-suited to pronounce upon. Shameless star Emmy Rossum, I don't know who this person is, has called it a devastating blow. Star Trek actor George Takei, who is... Um, and there are there are no words for George Takei. He's just, he's just foul. I don't... You should, you should probably... Well, no, you shouldn't follow him on Facebook, because... It's just not a pleasant experience, but I do because I'm a masochist. Uh, he, he's just a, a living, somehow living still, he's about 500 years old, somehow living, walking, democratic talking point, and he'll just repeat the most basically factually un incorrect populist nonsense appealing to the worst elements of the radical left in the Democratic Party. And he said, justice denied is a body blow to our national psyche. On trial was not only a killer, but a system that continues to kill. Today, that system defeated true justice once again. But mark these words, we will never stop fighting for what is right and just. Okay. Um, what, what, what is this system that continues to kill? Because I've heard a few different systems advocated for, or put forward, as, uh, as killer systems. And the most common one one hears for some reason about the um, Rittenhouse trial is it's the system of white supremacy. Uh, despite nobody involved in this particular case being white, and the riots were started over the killing of a of a black man, um, which has just seen justice done, or will shortly see justice done. It's another, it's another argument against that, that you will see people on Twitter saying, well, imagine if Carl uh, Rittenhouse was a black boy instead of a white boy. Well, the Ahmaud Arbery case is shortly to come to conclusion, and it seems very likely that the two defendants in that case will be found guilty, because they were trying the self-defense argument, uh, on the basis that it was a citizen's arrest, and the law has found that they were not able to claim that, because the law is, generally speaking, impartial. That's the good thing about law. It doesn't rely on your political opinions, and it doesn't find in the favour of one political party because of their political opinions. That's why jury selection is so very important, and it's why there are systems of checks and balances in place in the selection of jury trials to ensure that as far as is possible, you keep politics out of the court. The only times in recent history where this has failed have been cases where, largely speaking, black protest movements 
of the violent, or sorry, of the mostly peaceful kind, led by people like Jesse Jackson and by Al Sharpton, have turned up outside court, in the case of Derek Chauvin, for instance, and said that they will not accept anything but a guilty verdict. And we all know what the corollary of that means. That is a threat. That is, if you don't find in the way we want you to find, then we will riot. And this will feed through into the jury, because it's very hard not to. And we'll come on to other ways in which the media is ensured that this kind of thing does feed through into the jury. MSNBC is in a bit of trouble at the moment. Um, this does feed into the trial. And, and it's, it's honestly quite surprising that you haven't seen more defence barristers arguing for a mistrial on the basis of outside interference yet. It's certainly was a surprise in the Derek Chauvin case, where it was it, it was impossible in the circumstances, with such a huge protest movement ready to go rioting and looting if you found in the wrong direction, outside the courthouse day and night. It was very hard to see how any kind of impartial system of justice could be had there, which is part of the reason that case was not particularly well litigated and some of the arguments made were not very strong, which isn't to excuse Derek Chauvin for the crime of manslaughter, um, is, however, to dispute some of the charges of murder and... Uh, racist motivations. So the system, it's not white supremacy in this case, uh, unless Mr. Decay can find a few black people who Carl Rittenhouse killed, which he can't, because that would require, well, they don't exist in the first place, but even if they did exist, he would actually have to go and do some work to find them, and I don't think he's worked for the last 40, 50, 60 years, has he? So that he was on Star Trek. Josh Gad, best known as the voice of Olaf in Frozen, so someone who's really famous. They're bringing out the big guns here. The voice of Olaf in Frozen. I've never seen it. I don't know who that is. It has now been put. What? It has now been put it out there that vigilantes can just go and kill people protesting issues like racial equality whenever they want to get away with it. Think about that for a second. No, it. No. No, it hasn't. You can go around peacefully protesting against racial equality if you like. If, however, you're looting and you're burning things down, and you go across and you beat people up who try and put fires out. This happened to an old man who got his skull fractured. And if you go after a kid who's also trying to protect property, who's trying to protect his workplace, who's trying to put out fires and offer medical attention, and you go after him and hit him with skateboards and knock him to the ground and stamp on his head and then put a gun on him, that, I think, goes a little way beyond mere protesting racial equality. If that is protesting racial equality, then we have only to conclude that there are some kinds of protests which are acceptable and there are some kinds of protests which are not. But it's a complete myth, one peddled everywhere in the mainstream media, that all that was happening was a, a peaceful vigil. Everyone was singing songs round campfires, waving candles in the air until Carl Rittenhouse turned up with an AR-15 and unloaded a full clip into the innocent protesters. This is not what happened. We know this isn't what happened because it's all come out in court where Mr. Grosskrauts, is it, admitted that he was only shot by Rittenhouse after he'd pulled a gun on Rittenhouse. But it also turns out that one of the people chasing Carl Rittenhouse was a convicted paedophile, another one was a convicted, convicted domestic abuser. Uh, on subjects of racial equality, one of the other people had previously been going around shouting at Black Lives Matter protesters, shoot me N-word, um, which is, you know, not really what you do if you're protesting racial equality. He had previously been in hospital. This evidence was, for some reason, not admitted in the trial, but he had previously been in hospital for mental health issues. He had tried to kill himself previously, or at least threatened to do so, and it does sound from this as though he were out there deliberately attempting to achieve suicide by a mostly peaceful protest. Uh, in the end, he achieved suicide by picking on the wrong kid with a gun. Um, but had Carl Rittenhouse not had a gun, of course, there would only have been one person dead, and that person would have been the person not doing the arson, the looting, and the vandalism. Uh, which I don't consider just or justice. But, um, yeah, no, it, this idea that it, he, he just murdered lots of innocent, peaceful protesters 
singing Kumbaya, is for the birds, as anyone who's watched this trial should know, unless they are completely brainwashed. Author Roxanne Gay tweeted, I knew Rittenhouse would be acquitted, but it is gutting to witness the inevitable, to know there will be no consequences for the judge, and to know Rittenhouse and others like him would be more emboldened to be openly white supremacist vigilantes. It's hollowing. Uh, hollowing is a word. I'm not sure it's the one she was thinking of. I think she was thinking of the word harrowing. Um, nevertheless, we've seen a few of these comments coming out as well. So the judge in the case is a bit of a character, and he made his character felt, shall we say. None of these people have been able to say why the judges honour his reputation and his fitness is called into question by anything that he said. The worst they seem to have been able to find is that he made a joke about Asian food being stuck in containers off the coast because of the log jam, which, okay, I mean, if it's not to your taste and humour, fine, but I don't really see how that impinges his judgement or his objectivity. He's done nothing so far, as far as I've seen, and I watched an awful lot of the trial, um, to do that other than the fact that he does not tow leftist talking points, he doesn't tow leftist lines, he doesn't repeat what they want to hear, therefore he must be biased against them. Which is just evidence of the echo chamber, echo chamber in which these people live. They've spent so long hearing the same opinions from the same people, that if anyone not even goes against them, but just doesn't affirm them, because it's not the judge's job to affirm them, they think it's bias against them. Objectivity is bias against them in their case. And having praised Joe Biden earlier for reaffirming the point of jury trial, we have to point out the dangerous trend that emerges here, because you're seeing people increasingly call the judge into question and to deny the very legitimacy of the trial. Never mind that the jury was the one that handed down the verdict, or the judge handed down the verdict. Never mind that the jury is the one that arrived at the verdict on all counts and found Carl Rittenhouse innocent. Never mind that the jury was subject to gross outside pressure from people like Roxanne Gay. The judge is not the one responsible for choosing the outcome of the trial. He does not decide whether Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent or guilty. The jury does that. The judge hands down the sentence. Now, he could have done, and I think the worst possible outcome would have been had the jury decided to convict and the judge been moved, as he had grounds to be, to dismiss this on, on a, as, a, as a mistrial, mistrial with prejudice, because of outside interference, because of the, frankly, quite shameful actions and borderline illegal actions of the, the state, of the attorney, Mr. Binger, and his lunchbox-wielding sidekick. Um, the, these people are the absolute epitome of bias, political bias, and the political interference in a court system. And the judge, had he been called to do that, would and then this would have been much, much worse, because then you really would have got the judge saying, right, I'm the one responsible for saying whether this case stands or whether it doesn't. And then these arguments would have just be, they, they would have had more grounds, they still would have been baseless, I think, but they would have at least have had more to latch onto because the decision would have been determined by the judge. As it was, it was determined by the jury, which is the point. You have the right to a trial by a jury of your peers. It is your peers who decide whether you're guilty or innocent of the charges that have been made against you. Calling in this process into question is incredibly dangerous because all you're doing there is erecting a kind of a mentality amongst half of the American population, or almost half of the American population, or at least a vocal minority of the American population, which says that any court system which hands down a judgment they don't like for political reasons must therefore be invalid. It can't be allowed to stand. It's illegitimate. And then you cease to have a justice system. The point of common law is that it is common. If you have that kind of mentality doing the rounds, and you have to say this is part of the praxis of critical theory to to instill these doubts in people, and they've been alarmingly successful at it, to completely erode trust in neutral institutions. 
unless they toe your political line. If you get rid of that, you do not have common law. And if you have no common law, then the one thing that actually protects the citizen, the citizen against the overreaching arm of the state, you've done away with that as well. That's a really dangerous thing to do. And people like Roxanne Gay, the celebrity set, should be ashamed of themselves for saying this kind of stuff. They're not the worst. We'll shortly see politicians saying much the same thing. But they're bad. They should be counted, which is why we're going through them here. TV presenter Chris Hayes posted to social media, Honestly hope that kid takes his opportunity to turn his life around and tries to make the world a better place rather than pursuing the George Zimmerman life trajectory or being effectively slandered in court, slandered in the press and not lying down. I think that's probably what he's getting out there. And stretching now, scraping the bottom of the barrel, Duncan Jones, film director, son of David Bowie, tweeted, America, your legal system is a dumpster fire. Well, how? Why? No, it's worked exactly as it's supposed to do, in extraordinary circumstances. It stood up to all of the outside pressure and has come through with the right verdict. And I don't believe anyone who is watching this trial, who has watched this trial, who is not so politically biased that it's warped their very sense of reality, has to conclude that the jury made the right decision. And to their credit, a few people on the left there's the lady at the Young Turks, whose name I immediately, doesn't immediately come to mind. She said she'd watched the trial, having gone into it, expecting to, her presuppositions to be validated, only to find out that actually what she thought was the case was not the case. She listened to the evidence, she changed her mind, which is an admirable thing and should be celebrated and, and applauded when it happens. It doesn't happen often enough. That's the celebrity sense response. Now, if we move on a little bit... Oh, the Guardian's begging again. Go away, I'm not giving you my money. Yep, there's more of this, a travesty, reaction, etc. Uh, case split the nation, it said. Um, I'm, I honestly, I'm not sure to the extent that this is true. I don't know. I, th I think that is, there is going to be a substantial minority of people who feel that the case was wrongly adjudicated or that the justice system is illegitimate. I suspect that that is the case. I don't know how many of them. Um, one would hope that it's not. it doesn't rise to half. I get the suspicion, and given that the jury is also kind of a cross-section of at least the local community in which the trial is taking place, and it had people on from the outset who came into it thinking he was guilty, and had people on who came into it thinking he was innocent, but they all reviewed the evidence and concluded one way together, which, which was a blessing, given the, the very real prospect of a mistrial or a hung jury, which would have not been very good either. It would be nice to think at least that a majority of the American people have not been swayed by the arguments of these celebrities and the politicians that a majority of Americans still respect the legal system and will still abide by its decision, even if they don't necessarily agree with that decision, will still prefer to maintain the jury system and advocate for its destruction so whether it's really split the nation well that's true if the Guardian tells us that it is and the Guardian is, has an interest in telling us that it is because these stories get clicks and we've covered in a previous video how the New York Times business model is all about drumming up emotional stories without much regard for the facts in order to drive up subscribers, gain more user data to sell to its advertisers. So it has a, a, a vicious feedback loop of emotion. And these media organizations benefit from this. CNN did incredibly well under Donald Trump for exactly the same reason. Its ratings have tanked since then for exactly the same reason. Likewise, MSNBC, on to whom we are shortly coming. I think having done the celebrities, I don't really know why... I don't think we should go through too many of these. I mean, there's a few politicians weighing in here. Cory Bush saying he's hurt, angry, and heartbroken. It's white supremacy in action. The system isn't built to hold white supremacists accountable. 
It's why black and brown folks are brutalized and put in cages, while white supremacist murderers walk free, tweeted Bush. Well, the jury found that he's not a murderer. So, jog on, you shameless grifter.